up, everybody? It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Good morning. Happy Monday. It's the first Monday of November 2020. Listen, I hope you guys have been keeping a journal. I don't have to keep a journal. This is it. <laughs> you can tell from March to now what I've been obsessed about. Mostly coronavirus, mostly this president, um, who I'm not a fan of. Uh, and it's weird. There are a lot of people that I respect and admire a little bit in their careers, and they're totally pro-Trump. They also happen to be really wealthy, uh, mostly white and male. And I don't have any issue with that. You know, I have a lot of friends of all persuasions. Some are white and male. Um, Most of them don't vote for Trump, though. Uh, You know, I think we're entitled to vote for who who we want, and we shouldn't you know, like destroy our families and friendships over it. But it's really tough because this president has co-signed so much bad behavior, in my opinion. You know, disliking Trump uh, is different for me than disliking Obama. You know, I didn't doubt that Obama was a good person so when, and, and was a smart person. So when people don't like his presidency, you know, I'm like, OK, I don't get it, but OK. I I didn't care for George W. Bush, okay? But Trump makes me miss George W. Bush. And W. was corrupt. He may not have been corrupt. I can't say that. I think Dick Cheney was corrupt. And there were some dark overlord things going on. And it was the beginning of what I thought was scary. But I didn't doubt their intelligence. I just thought they were deceptive and lying and greedy. Um... And I, but I didn't doubt that they were smart. I didn't doubt that they uh, believed strongly in what they were doing. You know, I just didn't agree with them. This is different. Donald Trump is dangerous for America, and he has emboldened people who, who I think don't need more power. <laughs> and it may not even be real for real. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by that is you've got all these countries doing everything they can to try to destroy our democracy. And how much of of this, this um, you know, news is actually trumped up, no pun intended, or maybe pun intended, by, you know, foreign um, agencies with, you know, high-level spies putting shit on the Internet. You know, we know it's possible. So I don't know. My brother was all negative. He was like, I'm just going to watch Trump win. I was like, how can you say that? First of all, you watch too much TV. And second of all, we all thought Hillary was going to win. All the polls, everything looked like she was a lock. And she didn't even come close to, uh, well, she did come close to winning. She won the popular vote. But there were so many people who opted not to vote at all. And I think those people will not make that mistake again. I think there are a lot of people who are, have been quite alarmed uh, morally and spiritually by this president. We don't all have to agree on everything, and we we never will. It's not people's nature to uh, disagree on every single thing. But, you know, we need to come to some common ground like, oh, okay, maybe it's not okay to, you know, make fun of every single person that disagrees with you. He's made fun of people with disabilities. He's said racially insensitive things. He's certainly been sexist. Um, there's just something not right with him. 
<laughs> and I'm I don't want four more years of that. You know, I'm already tempted to move to Toronto for my career. You know, four more years of Trump. I might have to brave that cold and head on out. And none of this is, uh, I don't know. I don't think we all have to agree. So people don't have to agree with what I'm saying. That's fine. You may perceive him completely differently, but now I'm going to give you side eye too, because if you think he's normal, I'm going to think there might be something not quite right with the way you process information. And that's not what I intended to talk about, but tomorrow's election day (laughs) and it's on my mind. And uh, I want I want people to vote. It's better to participate in a broken system than than uh, not be allowed to vote. I don't see very many people wanting to move to Russia. You know, you don't want to live like that. Um, You don't want a dictator. Okay, so vote, be a part of the process. And even if things don't go the way you want, it's better than uh having a czar you know or an emperor so let's just uh work on on trying to get this right this time and that's just the way i feel about it is is biden the best candidate between the two yes and i my pick all along was kamala harris so you know i i trust that she could do a good job if if joe can't finish the job so uh hopefully in four years uh we'll have younger candidates <laughs> hopefully uh joe won't run again and kamala can run and she they will have done a good job that's what i'm hoping for and uh yeah this has been crazy so anyway that is not at all what i plan to talk about uh however the election is on my mind like i said please vote tomorrow uh i've already voted Uh, I would suggest at this point, you might as well just uh, mask up, get your uh, Germex and head on out and just be prepared to be there a long, long time. All right. Anyway, uh, we're into November. You know, I know a lot of you guys have goals. And listen, it's hard to uh, stay on task. It is. There's so many things that can distract you. But the, the goal here and what I'm always encouraging you guys to do is to try to eliminate as many distractions as you possibly can. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying when I mean what I mean when I when I say that is you know, I know that you're challenged. I know you wish you just had the money to go start your business. I know you wish that you had, you know, whatever it is you think you need right the second to go ahead and do it. But that's just a distraction. And I'm taking this class with Michael Beckwith. I I spent money on it and it it I will say it's helping me. And that's deep because I thought, man, I'm just putting this, you know, few hundred dollars out here. This but, be- you know, this better help me <laughs> because, no, it's not a few thousand dollars. But, you know, I don't like to waste money. So if I don't feel like I'm getting value out of it, I could spend fifteen dollars and be pissed. So, you know, I've spent a few hundred dollars on this and. I have to say the thing that has really elevated my consciousness that I wasn't aware of is the whole idea around being a victim. And so when he says it, he means that you allow things outside of yourself, people, uh, situations, 
finances, whatever, any situation out, anything that's outside of you to control your mood, to control what you will and will not do in your life. It's uh, very important to not have a victim consciousness. You know, my mother did it to me. My father did it to me when he left. Oh, I never went to college or nobody let me do this. Or That's a victim consciousness. I didn't realize I had one as strong as I do. And um, any time any person or group of persons focuses more on what's been done to them or what happened to them or why they can't when when you start going down that you're in victim mode okay and it's crippling and I thought I had evolved past certain thoughts but when he lays out the 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 areas in the workbook when you you know are you a victim in this area what's your level of consciousness basically in these areas I was like mm there are a couple of areas in my life where I have very strong victim consciousness. Um, you know, and I don't want to be a victim because being a victim uh, or having a, or having a victim consciousness is crippling. It keeps you from moving towards your goals. And you're so busy trying to be right in your victimhood and you're standing in it so strong, you don't use that energy to move forward. And so, you know... I've seen the uh, paralysis of analysis when people were starting their businesses. I've seen people be crippled with fear because, you know, they have a dream, but they'd rather just not do anything than make a mistake. And where does that come from? Um, You know, that time you were three and you got your, you know, knuckles crushed by a ruler because you touched the hot stove when you weren't supposed to or you know all those things those things that get deeply planted inside of you and yeah it happened you know and I think if you're a certain age you can look back and be like that was some straight abuse like you could call the hotline on some stuff we saw you know (laughs) stories we heard you could call the child abuse hotline now and like legit be taken seriously but that's just not how it was back when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s people beat the shit out of their kids you know I got spankings I didn't get the shit beat on me but I got spankings and they were impactful I I almost never did what again what I got spanked for so um I'm saying all that to say we all have a story we all have a victim story that works for us whether it's from our childhood whether it's the person we dated whether it's somebody who robbed us whether it's somebody who assaulted us attacked us whatever it's it's real it happened but what we can't afford to do is stay in those spaces right we you're you're not going to have the future or the life or the relationship or the whatever it is that you want if you don't get past the areas in your life where you view yourself as a victim no matter how right you are no matter how justified you feel in that feeling, it's the thing that's holding you back. And um, yeah, that has been powerful for me because sometimes I just want to be right. <laughs> I, I like being right. Yeah, you. this happened. You know, yeah, I went to L.A. I was trying to get my film career off the ground and Me Too was a thing. And it was. It didn't necessarily happen to me per se. I don't have a Me Too story. I I have some gray areas. But um, in my mind, I'm justified in that. But it has not helped me move forward 
until I started my own company. Now I feel like, okay, that makes sense. But I needed to go through that. And I needed to have people talk crazy at me in order for me to realize like, okay, this business isn't structured with my success in mind. How do I circumvent that? How do I make this a powerful situation for me? I hope it doesn't take you guys as long as it took me. Um, you know, it shouldn't take you a few decades <laughs> for everybody, but you know, you grow the way you grow. And, um, there've just been things that were unavoidable that I had to deal with. And this is how we got here, but I'm still young and I have a lot of energy. And now I also have a lot of, uh, business sense that I didn't have, you know, it would have all fallen apart had I gotten the success I wanted when I initially thought I wanted it. So I'm saying all that to say, look at your life in areas where you feel like you may be a victim where, and you may be right. Don't, don't get hung up on judging yourself and don't get hung up on being mad at the other person. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The person or persons, um, or situations. Don't let your energy get siphoned off being mad and being righteous and being, you know, feeling like, yeah, being mad and being righteous. You may be right. You know, but this isn't an exercise in who's right and who's wrong. You have to learn how to forgive yourself and forgive other people and other situations so that you can then take that energy and put it towards moving forward in your life. You know, I'm right. There's nobody in here who who stayed mad at an ex, like for real mad, like stalking them on Facebook, uh, wanting to slash tires, wanting to give them a piece of your mind. Nobody, everybody knows that energy never allowed you to find somebody new and healthy to be in a relationship with. You can't because you're obsessed with the ex, you know, so put whatever issue it is for you in there. And that's what you're looking at. And you got to take your energy and turn it forward and create your new life. That's how you do it. And it's hard. So identify areas where you think of yourself as a victim and don't judge yourself and don't judge the situation. Forgive it. Put some loving energy towards it and move on. Think about who you want to be with. Think about the type of job you want to have. Think about the kind of boss you want to have. You know, what are your coworkers like? What's your new um, partner like? What do they laugh? What does their laugh sound like? Do they have a contagious laugh? Uh, you know, what? whatever your issue is, you know, if you're unhappy in some situation, what's the situation that would make you happy? What's that look like? And start putting that energy towards that. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. You got to be intentional and you got to be focused on what you want, not what you don't want. And a big part of us, a big part of the the American experience for sure is being a victim. So, yeah, that's my gift to you today. And hopefully when you discover these things about yourself, you'll be able to take that energy and launch yourself into 2021 and with new fresh ideas for whatever it is you want, your job, your partner, your love life, your business, whatever, you know, uh, that's what's helping me. And hopefully it'll help you too. In fact, I know it will. You just got to do the work. Ha ha. And vote tomorrow. <laughs>